a seven-story window Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell It's a stunning the legs I'll go To convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help Yeah, I am waving while I drown Don't bother swimming out to save me I will only drag you down I'll try to use your body as a life raft Cause if there's room enough for one There must be room enough for two I'll sail the good ship you into the sunset coming from stop that stop that noise i think that was it cool all right put down your pens put down your pencils step away from your keyboards and settle in for this week's episode of the writer's block first and foremost allow me to thank don and sally wright because uh without him without them none of this is possible also allow me to thank also allow me to thank uh, Muddy Waters Media for allowing me to do this show, and uh, thanks to uh, Grassroots Kava House for the kava that I'm drinking on this and every episode of the Writer's Block. Let me take that off so people can see us. Um, <laughs> I am actually... I don't get nervous a lot, and today I have been... Wondering exactly how this is going to go. So much that, like, I'm spilling stuff all over my electronics. And I own Apple things, so you know how dangerous that is. And uh, I have been a, I've been a fun little wreck all day today. But uh, I am very happy to bring on my guest, Chris Clark, who is a very, very good friend of mine. And I am going to point out that he is the one who uh, came up with this idea. Definitely, definitely. Thanks for having me. Um, this was super sporadic, but awesome. Just happened to sit in grassroots and then say, hey, Matt, you know, it'd be cool if you did a show, be funny, have a show of like, hey, ask the black guy anything you want, you know, pick any subject you want, and bam, here we are on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, super excited about this. Um, 
But yeah, uh, first of all, you and I, we've known each other for a little bit, a couple, a year, year and a half, two years, somewhere, somewhere in that range. About almost two years. Um, met you through a couple of people. Um, I think one of them was on the show at one point. Uh, yeah. I um, knew you through Mo, Frank Casey, other Casey. I mean, that's the Kava community for you. You jump between like, you know, low tide, grassroots, muddy waters, and then you're just like, hey, you kind of know so many people. Right. So, yeah. And then I've been cursed ever since. Now, before before we get into the uh, vast array of questions that I have for you, um, let's uh, let's learn a little bit about you. Like, you're a St. Pete native, correct? Yes, um, born and raised St. Pete, good old 1987. Uh, I've lived in St. Pete here, um, moved up to, through a little bit of Gainesville. Let's see. Ocala, Tallahassee, and then moved back here to finish like elementary school and then spent the rest of my grade school years in St. Pete. Um, so is there, so at what point in your life of living in St. Pete, did you realize that essentially that uh, you weren't smart enough to do much, so you joined the Marines? Ha, uh, good, good questions. Well, you know, when you go to school and, you know, I was at SPC and let's say I focused a little too much on partying, hanging out, you know, doing all the fun things you do in school, except doing the school portion. And then you're, Hey, I'm going to go join the military because I don't want to move back in with mom. Right. Which sounds great. And then you meet the air force recruiter and then he's a giant tool. I get that. That's that's actually how I ended up in the army. Was I met I met I actually met the navy recruiter and he was a giant tool. And the air force or the army recruiter was uh he he was a very uh jovial person that I was like, "Yeah, I can get behind this guy. He seems like he's not going to lie to me about everything." And he did. <laughs> and uh so that was how I ended up in the army, which is why I make fun of people who were in the Marines. Um, as you know, and as I'm certain you've guessed, I have just one question, which I'll ask later about being a Marine. Um, but to get to the, uh, to get to the topic at hand, which again, I'm going to again say this was his idea, not mine. <laughs> All me. Right. Uh, I get to ask you any question that I have ever wanted, ever wanted to know about black people, black culture. And, uh, you're, you're just going to answer them honestly in judgment free zone. Finally, I get to do that without being worried about being labeled a racist. And I'm going to broadcast that to literally everybody. Definitely. Hey, let's get this started. All right. So my first question yeah. Which uh, came, it's a, it's a uh, joint question from multiple people. Uh, what's the most racist thing that ever happened to you before tonight? Whew. Well, tonight's not it yet, so don't worry. We're still good there. Give it time. Um, <laughs> I would probably say while I was in the military, and forgive me for harsh language, which oh, um, you're to, fine. Explain, to explain it, I got to go into there. So... You know, in the, in the you know military, when Marine Corps, you go out a lot of times. You go drinking out with a couple of guys. Your unit, everything's great, no problem. I've heard the N word, no problem, my whole life. 
um, you know, not directly all the time at me. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, that's whatever. But when you go into the bar, you drink, you whatever, you get eyed on, you know, eyed on by everyone, that's not a problem. But when you leave and you go to your what you think is your friend's house, and as soon as you open the door and no one sees who came in yet, you hear the, man, you know, there's a difference between, you know, niggers and a black guy, right? And then they look over and they see, I walk in and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to leave. And they're like, no, Chris, you're not a nigger. You're a black guy. There's a difference between them. And I'm like, wow, well, um, before we get into this situation, I'm just going to go. I don't care. But base is five miles away. I'll walk. Have a good night. So that's probably like the most one that was directed at me, per se. Everything else is an assumption of if it is that or not. And that's always like the hardest thing. Is this specifically directed at you because it's a race thing or is it you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time guy? Right. So, so. Uh, already getting questions from the viewing audience. And uh, Jacob LaBelle wants to know why do black people prefer Miracle Whip over mayonnaise? So um, I'm not a Miracle Whip or a mayo guy, but I'll tell you usually because I know my dad likes Miracle Whip um, and my mom likes mayo. But some people like it. It's a little bit sweeter for some people. Uh, I don't know. I can't really tell you. The texture is pretty much similar to me. I, I, I tend to stay away from them. But if you want my vote, I will vote light mayo more than Miracle Whip. So there you go. Okay, so I, as a mayo lover, that's a, that's just a travesty that you're going light mayo. Like You already know it's unhealthy. Don't, don't go for the light. Just You, you, you know what? Hey. It's all disgusting. I'll say that so you can boo me later. But I'd rather go that over the Miracle Whip. So okay. That's fine. fine. That's fair. Um, so, I mean, and you sort of answered my next question already, but uh, do you know your dad? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Been there my whole life. Um, I can think my crazy humor and, and, you know, just being cynical from him. Um, he's, you know, I've had a two-parent family so i know my mom and my dad they're they're both around they're not together anymore so that and that might be a question later but that didn't happen until after i got out of the military so you know 24 years of having them together so there goes that one too okay so i guess that means that you were never initiated into a gang at a young age no um if you can tell from just how i sound i spent some time in ocala what gangs do you see in Ocala? Um, you come back to St. Pete. I, I think um, the KKK I, has some gangs out there. Okay, I'll rephrase this. What black gangs do you see in Ocala? That's, that's a valid like, point. But coming back to St. Pete, though, um, no, I have not ever been initiated into that. I would say my family definitely tried to invest the time to put me in um, a good path away from that kind of life. So I, I, I looked out there. Well, yeah, I, you know, the, the strong family bond I hear is the key. Um, <laughs> how many phones do you have? Good question. <laughs> phones on my phone line or phones that I claim as my own? Phones, phones that you claim as your own. Okay, so I have one active phone that I claim as my own. Um, but I will reference my dad who has one phone line on mine also, and then his own phone line. 
So like he'll have two. I have one, but so I but I use that for that reason. So, so if I need a backup, I do have a backup. Gotcha. So so you don't have like your burner phone and your hoe phone and your friend phone and your business phone. See the so my personal phone is mixed with the business phone. Um, the burner phone's not so much a thing anymore since now you have to register those online to be able to activate those. I mean, I granted you could go through and then put a different name and a different and a makeup and email address and then go somewhere else. Their IP address isn't captured. It's too much work for that nowadays, at least um, for me in my life. So I just got the one right now. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, for that one phone, how many times has it been shut off or has your number changed? For this phone, zero. <laughs> now, granted, um, while I've been with I love Verizon, that pause that you did there. You were like, <laughs> how can I phrase this? <laughs> For this phone, it's never been shut off. Yes. So while I've been with Verizon for the past three years, yes, three years, I had to think about that. This phone with this number has not gone off. It, But I've had previous phones that phone numbers change or let's say there's a month that it's not working or you know what let's just say hey there was one time where there was like three months i was like you know what i don't even need this don't ain't worried about it and then well we all love our phones so even i gotta crumble and say okay here we pay that bill and then we'll get this running again (laughs) (laughs) um have you dated black women yes what is the uh, percentages of black women compared to other races? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say that they're in the top two, but at the same time, I would say I've made, I've been with... Here, let me make this bluntly easy. Are we saying dated or slept with? Let's go with slept with. All right, so I've slept with four black women. Um, that number pales in white woman number. Let's say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so on a scale of one to 10, how afraid okay. are you of your mom? Good question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love my mom to death. Um, you know, I think most people who have moms do, I will say that even though I am bigger than her, if I said something too cross with her, she would probably still try to whoop my behind. Not saying it's going to hurt, but saying that um, my mom still has that um, fiery motherly, motherly attitude that I'm still her child, no matter how big I get. Right. So I, yeah. So definitely respect. I have a lot of friends who are still afraid of my mom <laughs> as in my friends are like, yeah, you know what? I'm not messing with your mom. Um, I just learned to be passive around her. Let's say that. I get that. Now, so, get... so, so what, what what was the number? Uh, for black women, four. No, no, no. For the scale, one to ten, on how afraid you are. Oh, scale. Ah, oh, man. We'll say at least a six and a half. Okay. Maybe a seven. Um, it depends on if I did anything stupid or not. Okay, so uh, same question about your grandma. Not at all, actually. Really. <laughs> so, um. Though I know, you know, my mom's mom's mother, um, me and her have that kind of relationship where she's my grandma or grandson. I'm terrible. I see her once a year. There you go. Um, 
<laughs> I try to, I usually leave my other siblings to spend more time, my siblings and cousins to spend more time with her than I do. Um, afraid of her? No, not at all. Um, never laid, hasn't laid a hand on me since maybe sixth grade kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. So grandma, no, my mom will, mama will my behind any other every day if she, if I messed up around her, but um, grandma, no. So, uh, so the movies lie to me is what you're telling me. Okay. No, um, I just have a backwards family relationship. Um, let's say my mom was very seclusive person so that I would be really seclusive from lots of parts of the family. I mean, secluded from a lot, uh, a lot of the family. So I, you know, I see my grandma every now and then. Um, I saw her so far. Oh, no, I lied. I didn't see her so far this year. I saw her last year. <laughs> um, at a I saw her at a funeral. So yeah, I saw her once. Um, but yeah, um, I can tell you different friends are definitely have that, you know, super respect, afraid of grandma, me. I don't. I, I mean, granted, I'm kind of, you know, 31 now, independent. As a kid, maybe a lot, a lot more. Right. I, um, yeah, I, like, I, I was never afraid of, I was afraid of my mom for a little while. That, that ended not too long. Like, I'm afraid of the guilt trip now. I'm not afraid of anything else, um, which you know I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i'm not like afraid of my mom in any other way than the guilt trip uh she recently gave me the when are you gonna settle down and have children talk and mm -hmm. that's like whoa we've made it this far let's not let's not ruin this streak um <laughs> so um why are you afraid of dogs i'm not i love dogs <laughs> I'm more afraid of cats than dogs. Really? Yeah. Um. So, a dog. It's pretty simple to tell. Okay, aggressive, non-aggressive. Should I approach a dog? Not approach a dog. I I really like dogs. I don't own any, which makes it even better. So I can, you know, I deal with them with other friends' dogs when I see them. When I see them, um, cats. You know, you kind of gotta let them come to you. If you let them come to you, that's great. If if they're just pissed off, I don't mess with them. So everything is pretty good in that boat. At least maybe it's because I had a lot of friends with dogs. That's fair. Okay. Um, why do magicians surprise you? Because they're magicians? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, it always seems like when you see David Blaine doing street magic and he does it. And he, and he does his trick and it's like a group of white people. They're like, oh, wow, I don't know how you did that. And then when you see... A group of black people they like do a lap and they're, they're ready for the oh! yeah exactly yeah they do all that like it's the hype it's the energy it's the trick it's the so showmanship um i don't know um what's the best way to explain it when you're when you're a per and you either get two things you either get the oh my god that's crazy we're wild and it's great it's funny you know i mean it's cool how did you do that everything's crazy or you get the oh no you the devil Right, yeah, yeah. Magic you got. Oh no, you the devil, you the devil, man. And that's yeah. that's the one that always makes me laugh is when they accuse them of uh, being a supernatural being. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the hey, you know, the sleight of hand thing. That's cool, but when you really like surprise people and you're like, I don't know how you did that. You get you get that either that you know you get the the flight where like oh hell no, you know, there's some demon magic, the super um, religious people, or you get. You know, just the ones that are like, oh, man, he did this. That's cool. I don't know. Maybe we're just really energetic, you know. 
Okay. I, I'll accept that. I will definitely <laughs> accept it. Where did the sagging of the pants come from? Oh, man. So the generic assumption for us in our culture was probably, um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I would say all of our parents were told us that's the kind of thing that people would do in jail. And that's the thing that used to be, okay, how you tell someone's bitch, there you go, that's the bitch. Um, there's other words I don't want to use for that, but still it's like, hey, you know, that's that's the guy who's somebody's girlfriend kind of thing. And then it kind of came, and then I don't know how it came over to us, you know, I'm, you know, not in jail kind of thing and how it became the cool thing. I don't know. Um, I don't know how half the shit becomes cool. <laughs> it gets picked up. So don't ask me. I don't know where motherfucking belt. Common sense kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, um, that, I mean, there, the, and there's two schools of thought on a belt. There's, you know, wear pants that fit and you don't need a belt or, uh, you know, a, or wear a belt to actually keep your pants at an appropriate level. I'm a wear a belt guy. Like I, I like the belt. I like the look. Um, it, I don't think my belt loops. Right. Yeah. yeah. Belt loops. You wear a belt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you and I are in a car. Okay. Right. And we're, we're, we're driving 275. We're on our way to Ocala, I guess. Um, and a Tupac song comes on or a Snoop Dogg song comes on in, okay. in this song. They use a racially divisive word that starts with N. Yes. If I am singing along with the song, am I allowed to say it? Depends on who you are. Like, if it was me and you in a car by ourselves, you know, just us, I wouldn't give two shits about it. That's, you know, that's between me or you kind of thing. Is it something that you're supposed to say? I'm not going with the whole Oprah speech on should we say it? Yes, we, we sh- yes it's bad. We shouldn't say it, but we do. All that kind of, all that kind of garbage. If it's my friend that I'm cool with, so if it was you, if we were in the car and we were singing and you dropped it, I wouldn't have been like, dog, did you really? No, nah, nah, I don't. That I know you, that's because I know you don't mean it in a derogatory you know, term. You don't use this as a term of oppression kind of thing. You know what I mean? So you're good. You, you get the card to say it in the song. Now, can you say it anytime everywhere else? That's a whole different kind of story. Um, that's I'll cool. That's a, that's actually a question later. <laughs> I'll, I will, I'll save it and we'll go, go get it later. Okay. <laughs> um, so most of us outside of Virginia politicians, apparently most of us okay. know blackface is bad. Yes. Um, can I do the voice? <laughs> so politically, should you, of course not. Um, between me and you, um, you know, like I said, you know, we're in a group of our, you know, our friends together, you know, if you want to go to the whole either, I don't know any of any of the voices, I really don't care. Um, you can do it. That's but then again, that's between us. Is it right to do? Technically, probably no. But are you running for office right now? Are you got a public image? Then some, some would say yes. And I would think that those people would be wrong. It doesn't. I would say this, right? Everyone has a way to express themselves, especially you're doing it in a comedic, um, you know, a comedic sense, right? If you did stand up and you did it, I wouldn't say that'd be wrong, um, because that'd be part. Of, that would be part of your stand up. You're not doing it to particularly oppress anybody. 
I can't tell you how many times how you watch stand up or we do jokes and then you, you hear like the standard Asian voice, the standard white American, you know, good afternoon, my name is Christopher Clark. You know, like, like it doesn't matter what it is. You know what I mean? If you're using it in that kind of, you know, kind of term and sense, you're making, we're making jokes with each other. Everything's friendly, that kind of stuff. That's great. It's only terrible when you use it in those negative connotations, when you use it particularly to oppress somebody. Sorry, I'm ranting right now. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> You're fine. You're, you're answering the questions in, in depth. And that's a, that I like that. That's what I, that's what I was hoping for. Okay. So this was not my question. Okay. I'm going to preface that by saying, I'm not the one <laughs> asking this. This comes from somebody okay. else. Uh, okay. This comes from Drew uh, at okay. a different Cabo bar than my sponsor. Um, are you more of a shower or a grower? Ah, nice, nice, nice. Um, so I like to say me personally, I'm a grower. Um, yo, man, it's cold that night. I don't know. I, I say I'm a, I'm say I'm a grower. <laughs> I don't mind rising to the occasion. Just don't catch me off guard. Right. <laughs> I get it. You know, you get out of the pool. Things are different. You know, things change. Um, so why menthol? Why menthol? Yeah. Why is menthol such a popular cigarette choice i don't know cigarettes suck man at least the menthol's kind of got a minty thing to it um i will say yes the first time i ever smoked a cigarette was a menthol cigarette let's not even get that twisted and yes it was a newport right um okay um if you, uh, you want to ask her i'm gonna keep going no keep keep going but i do have something about the newports okay so um have i had have i had like let's say you know your regular cowboy killers like the reds um, the reds and like all the other ones. I'm like, I've tried them. I'm not a smoker, but you know, sometimes you just get, get stressed out and you need to get away. And then you're like, yo, you know what? Hey, you got a cigarette? Screw it. I'll smoke it. But menthol definitely better than non-menthol in my opinion. Um, why is a Newport called a square? I, I don't got the answer for that. Oh, no. damn. <laughs> I have wondered I have that for. for so long. I, I was... don't know, man. That's, that's a, googling down a hole or asking a real old person maybe i don't know man i was uh i was bartending i was bartending uh in northern virginia and at the time i would smoke i would normally smoke um marlboro menthol yep and one day the place that i went to was out so i just got newports and um and like i remember bartending one night and this guy saw that i had a newport and he was a black guy and he goes, Hey, can I get a square? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know what that is. Is that a drink? <laughs> Cause I've never heard of it. And he goes, no man, one of your Newports. And I said, Oh yeah, you can have one. And then I went to the other bartender and I said, what's a square? And he goes, it's a Newport. Why? He goes, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have no. I have wondered that for a long time. No idea. Um, maybe someone in the chat already knows. I hope. Yeah. Either that or I gotta Google it later. Yeah. J uh, Jacob Lavelle says uh, that Cool was my second cigarette ever, and that it's called a Pimp, which I'm assuming is a Newport, and Square just means cigarette. So yes. maybe Square just means cigarette. Well, there know. you go. Um. This is a, a Casey Martin question. Uh, <laughs> yes. So were you just born with messed up credit? Oh, no, 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 no. And I will get Casey back for this one later. Uh, 
No, let's just say um, for the bad credit thing, that's a grow up and do dumb things decision. Like, you know, credit cards and phone plans that you don't stick to and you don't pay those bills. That's where that comes from. Cough, cough, I might have had that when I was 18. So um, that's a learning lesson, so to speak. A coming of age thing. They should teach that shit in schools. <laughs> can, uh, can you explain the N-word pass? Ooh, you want a nigga pass? I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta earn that. Um, so if you get one from your friend, your friend has confidence in you not being, you know, necessarily a racist, but not just that. That means they've you've already got a bond with your friend. They trust you. Right. Uh, to get that pass, that's real strong. And then it also is kind of you get the pass, but you get the pass around that person. Obviously, that doesn't work around everyone else. And you might be around the guy's mom. He says, no, that's not cool to say around my family. So that's how it usually goes. If you if you used it, I'd be like, well, that's new for you. <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, be like hood hoods and um you know, pitchforks and torches and tiki torches down the street for you. So you're good. Okay. So that answers my next one of, can I get one? Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can use it probably around me. Have fun with Casey though. No, uh, he's, he, he's given me one. Okay. So there you yeah. go. I, I, I don't think I've ever used it around him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure no matter what, even though you have the pass, you'll say it. And that's going to be like a, who said, Oh, okay. Right. Um, what is a flip? So you ne- have you had a flip before? I've never had a flip. I don't know what a flip oh. is. Oh man! So it's you can think of it as very similar to man. I want to say Italian ice, but let's not even go there. Usually, it's a very sugary substance of like maybe like a Kool Aid and mixed with other flavors and different things, frozen in a cup. And then you know you sit there with your spoon if you're smart enough to have the spoon, and you sit there and eat it. We're in Florida. It's a very hot place. So frozen sugary, like ice, ice, you know, treat is really smart. You usually have a flip lady, a lady who sells flips and other things, usually in every neighborhood. Um, when I lived in Lakewood Estates, they had one there, but yeah, they had a different one in all the other communities. So you go to Child's Park, Bartley Park. Everyone usually knew where the flip lady was if you lived in that neighborhood. And um, usually weekends from, from, maybe like 9 or 10 a.m. to probably like 7 p.m. You can go there and just buy stuff from them. There you go. From from the candy lady house. Basically, yeah, candy lady. But let's flip lady, though. In what country can I find a jive turkey? Ah, oh, man. I mean, all you got to do is look in the mirror sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so America, got it. Yeah. I mean... Ooh, that was um you going back in time with that one a little, a little bit. bit a little bit that was another casey question i'm just gonna preface that. i was gonna ask you you looking at casey because he's kind of up there so he might use that right true um why are the rims worth more than the car well it, it's pretty simple when you buy a cheap one thousand dollar car or two thousand dollar car and then you spend that amount or more on the freaking rims not saying that's a smart thing of course also the tires because now you got to get low pro tires i will not say i am immune to that effect i have owned a car with 22 inch rims it might have been on Apollo. 
I don't now. <laughs> um, so we've already gotten uh, some suggestions on where to get flips. Okay. Um, and uh, Casey Neth, regular listener Casey Neth, uh, she was wondering, was the flip lady operating out of her own house or was it a street cart kind of thing? So it's usually out of the house, though I do know at one point um, they the family upgraded. And so they worked out of the house still, but they also had a, um, a truck going around, kind of like a food truck, except flip, like an ice cream truck, more or less. Okay. Um, it was very funny because it was a white ice cream truck with like black spots over it. It looked like a cow driving around. Don't ask me why. Um, but yeah foot lady was growing on us so don't ask me how taxes go with that even though they're fair what is juneteenth so i'm not um ratcheting up to use juneteenth <laughs> okay so i'm not um i haven't used it so i can't really speak on juneteenth that's it's one of the ones i don't have in my repertoire sorry okay that's fair no that's fair um in your personal opinion, okay. which one of us can jump higher? Between me and you? Yeah. Damn. Uh, my prime, me, easy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I put on way too much weight now. So, yeah, there's no way you're getting – you might actually beat me. It depends. You look like you're in better shape than I currently am, at least physically. Mentally, we got to talk about that later. But um... <laughs> Obviously, I'm not in the best mental shape. But um, yeah, physically right now you might beat me, so okay. uh, um, I'll give I'll give you that for now. Follow up: Can you swim? Yes, I can. Um, funny thing is, I actually learned how to swim when I was really young. Um, it was one of those, you know, we lived in a city where where there's a lot of pools, and your parents put you in that child um swimming programs. Fast forward to like my teenage years, I hadn't swam since I was like five. I had to relearn how to swim again, and then um. Fast forward that till like 20, I had to relearn this one again because I something I didn't practice. Um, I can, you know, I can backstroke. My brush, brush stroke sucks. And, Mine too. Uh, and then I usually just like floating on my back. So the buoyancy levels are pretty awkward for us. I can float right under the water if I try to like stand up, you know, stand kind of thing. But floating on my back's usually the easiest thing to do. Um, so so yes. why are the buoyancy levels awkward? Um, well... Even when I was skinny, let's just say um, I had a lot of junk in the trunk. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, so just my buoyancy levels were really weird. Is that, I could, is that uh, still called a badunkadunk today? I haven't heard that in forever, sir, okay. but that would make you a jive turkey for referencing. I was watching some Dave Chappelle. Hey, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I was watching some Dave Chappelle. And uh, I was watching, uh, you know, black people – Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. and one of them is what is a badonkadonk, and I knew that answer, and uh, I felt very good about knowing an answer, and um, so I've, I was just curious if that was still what it's called today. Um, not necessarily. I mean, you can use it if you want. We know what you mean, so you can use it. There you go. <laughs> what are chitlins? Ooh, um, the very worst part of slave culture brought food to nowadays so basically you have the intestines that you clean out um and when i mean intestines i mean you get a hose and you run water through them to get all the shit out of the intestines so you can eat them um 
they're disgusting it makes the house smell and um yeah don't ask me why that's still a cultural thing but some people still eat chitlins um i would chalk it up there with the hot dog except hot dogs taste better okay that's fair where can i get them hmm so if you ever venture down to um alley st pete for that let's say the south side of st pete sure you'll you'll find a lot of um meat markets in the area so you can go to those meat markets that are in um, areas that are populated by a lot of African-American individuals, and then you can probably grab some there. Okay. So uh, Casey Neff believed that they were chicken feet, and so she is asking, what are chicken feet called? Chicken feet. Yeah. Exactly. She is right. Chicken feet are called chicken feet. That's it. Oh, chicken feet are called chicken feet, Casey Neff. Um... <laughs> and pig feet are pig feet. I don't know who wrote this question. Um, does Kool-Aid make you cooler? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you compare it to you drinking flavor aid, then yes, it would make you cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's better. <laughs> Only if you know how to put the right amount of sugar in there, which the answer is a lot. Right. And my follow-up question to that is, uh, do they actually have different flavors or is it just sugar-flavored? Mm-hmm. So, you have purple flavor. You have flavor. <laughs> you have... <laughs> I would say over the years, some of the flavors, the simpler ones, like a grape flavor, can be closer to what it's supposed to be. But um, yeah, it it's definitely a color coordinated flavor thing. Lemonade tastes similar to lemonade, though. Okay. Similar, not as good. All right. So, um, CPT. Mm-hmm. Color people time. Yeah. Is that a universal thing or is that just kind of like reserved for certain black people? <laughs> um, so I will use CP time and fun fact, it's not a 30 minutes late, 10 minutes late, you know, hour late. It's a range of any of those times for that. So each person's CPT time, those CP, you know, CPT ranges. I wouldn't say it's, you know, particular to any specific brown person, um, whether it be black, Hispanic, or whatever. Um, usually if you have that friend that's normally late, they they run on that time. Right. I, I'll use an example as and I have a friend who, whenever we have an event or a gathering, I tell them an hour beforehand because they'll still show up an hour and 30 minutes late. Gotcha. So, yeah, I've got, I've got some friends that I have to treat that way. And yeah. I totally understand that. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're one of them. Um, oh, hey, hey, hey. I was here early. You were. Yeah. You, you beat me here. Um, scale of one to 10. Rate Obama. Rate Obama. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Seven and a half to eight. Wow. Did I, did I put them there? <laughs> I want to do so many follow-ups to that question, to that answer. I'll give you one. I'll give you one thing first that, okay. that the first, the first negative for me. Um, and this was in the youthful time of George joined the military. Um, he, and I don't know if he was direct correlation to it, but it was literally 
I joined the military. I start drinking a lot more. Um, friends start smoking a lot more. He becomes president, and alcohol and tobacco tax goes up, and then that go that gets higher. So I don't know if that's directly in his court, you know, something he did. But you know, um, with new presidents and anyone new in power, there's always a correlation of you're new. This happens. You're the blame. So that's one thing there. Okay. Well, I mean, I I, I was just surprised that it was that high. Um. <laughs> um, hey, I. It always depends on who the person is in power. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you different shocking things. Um, Clinton is probably um was a six. Um, George first term was definitely an eight. Really, Senior. junior, 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 right? Yeah, W. Yeah, yeah. um, I, I don't gonna, know. I don't. I don't think you're old enough funny. to remember. Uh, George Bush Senior. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not that old yet. Right. Nor will you ever be. No. Ask Casey, maybe. Uh, I could ask him about the Carter administration. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one to ten, Trump. Okay. That boy is fun. Um, <laughs> overall. Right. I don't know. Um, somewhere between six and a half, maybe seven-ish. Okay. Um, for me to go for a five, it feels like you have to really fuck up. True. Um, True. Though I think, though sometimes he does some things that are okay, and sometimes he does things that I have no idea why he does. Um, you know, he hasn't burnt. He hasn't burnt the cross yet. So. <laughs> No, he, he definitely. I mean, he, according to statistics, he's got the lowest black employment, lowest black unemployment rate in history. So, like, I'm surprised when I hear stuff like that. But at the same time, I get it. I guess. Like, I mean, it's too. I mean, my for me, and I'll tell you this: there's a there's too many things that go on, um, and not everything is in his hands. It's, you know, the popular vote and what the population thinks isn't always, hey, this is why, because it's something he did. How someone reacts to how the world changes is a huge thing. I'll tell you as a veteran, at first when he pulled when he pulled in Mattis um for defense, I was like, Yep, all right, he's got he's 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 good at my books. I was like, you know, hey, that's the Marine in me talking. Like, you got Jerome Mattis on board. You're great. And then Jerome Mattis stepped down, be, um, stepped down probably from disagreements with him. And then I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. You had me. Why'd you lose me? Right. So, um, <laughs> there's different things. There, you know, there's always something different. Um, we'll talk about a wall thing later, and I'll give you my opinion on that. Sure. Um, did Black Panther deserve the Best Picture nomination, or was that pandering? Ooh. Um... That's a tough one. Um, so if we're talking about like out, you know outreach, what it means for that movie, um, it deserved the nomination. I'll, I'll say it's like deserved a nomination. CGI could have been better, but I will say what it meant for the community meant um, was big enough for big enough to get a nomination. Okay, so so the reason so what it meant for the, like not based on the actual movie merit itself, which in my personal opinion, yeah. wasn't very good, 
but the fact that it meant because of what it did for the black community, that's why. That's why. It's a good pop. I mean, I I won't. I can't lie and say it, that didn't mean anything to it. Um, of course that. Of course that was factored into there. And anyone who says that part of that wasn't factored in there, I don't know. I mean, I don't care if you're. You know, if if it's like, hey, you know, you're super strong in the black strings, or you're super strong on the Marvel. You know, Marvel kiss assness. That had that had a small piece of that, no matter what. And though we, I don't have anything to measure it with, and no, no, no one will have anything to measure that with. That does have an effect on there, um, as in how the movie went in general. There were some really good parts of the movie. There were some mediocre parts of the movie. So um, I loved it overall. I liked the movie, but um, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of the last time where I remember a Marvel. Or, Actually, I'm a terrible movie person, so I'll say that now. I'll preface this. In your knowledge, do you know if there's a Marvel movie that has also been nominated for Best Picture? No, this was the this was the first superhero movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Okay, so at least I'm not crazy. So yeah, I don't I didn't remember one being nominated. Um, again, I like what the movie did, but I can't 100% tell you just the movie by itself of its own merit of the movie got it there. So I can't say that. So you said you're not a movie person. Um, let me refer and let me specify in there. I like movies, but if you say, "Hey, am I knowledgeable about a lot of movies?" No, I suck when it comes to Hollywood and all of that stuff. So okay. Did you see it in the theater? I did. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm just curious. No, no problem. I'm not sure if anybody's going to understand this joke. Do you miss working with Kel? <laughs> Hold on, let's do this. <laughs> That's going to confuse the crap out of the people who listen. It is, it is. If you don't watch the video, you won't get get it with the hair. Yeah. Um, that would be cool if that was ever the case. But I, you're not the first, nor will you be the last to say I look like Ken Thompson. So. <laughs> I was. <laughs> So I'm, I, I, like, I, I believe I told you this before the show. I actually made an ad for this show and, um, I, I scheduled it for release yesterday on Facebook. And that was the day that Facebook obviously crapped the bed. And mm-hmm. so the ad never went out and I just, I didn't even think about it at the time. Um, but when I was looking for a picture of you on your Facebook, I thought, man, he looks like Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> I was also watching Saturday Night Live at the time, so I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to ask him if he misses working with Kel. So funny story with that, I was at a pizza joint one time, and I'm sitting there. I order my food. Um, they don't ask me my name when I'm up there. I didn't notice that at the time because everyone everyone asks, you know, they always ask me, "What's your name? What's your name?" Um, super Italian place. Um, they they go ahead and they call my order. And they're like, hey, the guy who looks like Keenan Thompson just yells it across the bar, you know, straight super Italian accent. And I'm like, well, I know they mean me. <laughs> I'm not the only African-American in the, in the, you know, in the place. But it's just that I was just like, all right, I know what you're referencing. I guess I'll just go get my damn food. <laughs> Since you just referred to yourself as an African-American, do you prefer black African-American? Black. Okay. Black. <laughs> it, it, I, I try to be professional and say the whole that, but if you ever said, hey, so what really makes you African-American? No, I'm black. I've never been to Africa. I don't want to go to Africa. There's no point for me to go. 
Um, it's not on my sightseeing journey list anytime soon, unless I just get loaded and, you know, have millions, but, you know, I'd rather travel other places with, um, you know, that are on my checklist. So this is going to be more of a, um, generalized question. Um, why do black people continue to vote as a majority for a political party that promises to pull them out of poverty, but has never been able to? Good question. Um, why do people still vote in the same party and never change party, even though when they have problems with people, some people sometimes they do it. I don't know. People are. That's actually, that's, a, that's actually a, I was trying not to curse, but that's the best fucking answer you could have given right there. <laughs> um, people are creatures of habit. And I mean, come on, we'll talk about my community. How many, we have people struggling to go out to vote in general, depending, depending what party they vote for. But um, sorry, I've been dragging this off in a different direction. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the easiest answer to say um, that most people and, and, you know, that are black or raised, hey, like, hey, you're, in, you know, you're a Democrat. Not even that. It's not a direct thing. You're a Democrat. That's kind of like that mind, that social thing. If, if they could ever change that whole social mentality, then you probably have more people swinging the other fence. But, um, you know, excuse me. I don't know, maybe if you could change some of the party system ways in general, then maybe they wouldn't vote that way. Uh, I don't know. That's my best answer right there. Yeah, and um, that's something that I've just always been curious about because, you know, uh, since, what, 1968, uh, Black people have, as a majority, voted Democratic. And they have not really seen an improvement in their social economic uh, standing. So I've just always kind of been curious on that. Like, why would you continue to vote for this party that keeps promising you that this is it, you're going to get out? Like, especially after eight years of Obama and in many cases, they're worse off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I would say, I'm going to say it bluntly. When has there been a party that's actually helped us out in that realm? Um, and I'm going to say, and now let me, before we go into there, because I know you got one ready and ready to fire away. And the people have been able to be smart enough to notice and recognize and actually full heartedly believe in. Um, that's probably the main problem right there. Now you can go. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I mean, my, minus the Republicans passing the Civil Rights Act and freeing the yeah. slaves and doing all of that like again you you know me so you know i'm not a republican or a democrat um but that's just something that's always been on my mind i'm like why would they stay with that party like granted lbj did sign the uh civil rights act but we all many of us know what he said when he signed it um do you know what he said when he signed it nope i i, I don't but if if you want to light me either I, on or off you can I'll, I'll enlighten you on uh he said this means that the N-words, he didn't say that, uh, this means that the N-words will vote for us for the next hundred years. So. I can believe that. Yeah, especially, I mean, you know, dude from, dude from Texas. Um, and Adam is saying it's not the government's responsibility. Uh, Adam Freeman uh, okay. is saying that it's not the government's responsibility to help anyone and taxation is theft, which both of those I agree with. Um, I agree with definitely. Yeah. Um, where do the names for the children come from? Yeah, I don't got an answer. Of okay. course, <laughs> I, trust me when it's, I'll tell you, 
maybe it's one of those things where you know it's culturally understood and, and it's been used for a while now and you know that's the route it goes my name's christopher ryan clark let me just state that that's a good point and then everyone else in my family have pretty much really proper names some of them bible references some of them not but um you know but then again i'll tell you i've, I've you know family members who have the definite um more out i have one actually she said not my cousin but we're close enough let's use the black word cousin for that um and her name's like sequoia so hey um and that's the and that's before you get way down the rabbit hole so i don't know we don't we don't know about quisha and shalatisha and all that i, I don't got an answer homie um <laughs> it, it's it's a thing from a youtube user scarif Scarif, scarif, scarif. Sure. Uh, do you think that only black people should be allowed to have dreadlocks? Um, you know what? We're in America, so you can have whatever the hell you want. There you go. Uh, now, I'll tell you, in my personal opinion, it don't matter. I'm, you get too much shit to worry about in the world. Why am I caring about what kind of hair you have? Um, hygienically, it's just dirty both sides. But hey, it's America, man. Um, yeah, I agree. I like when people complain about cultural appropriation, I'm always like, America's made up from multiple different cultures. Like it doesn't matter. Like you can't say that me wearing a dashiki, not that I ever would, cause I don't <laughs> think it would look good on me, but me wearing a dashiki, uh, is cultural appropriation because business suits in Japan technically is cultural appropriation. And I don't care that they do it. Um, I just, I don't see it. I've never understood cultural appropriation. If I think that it looks good on me, I'm going to wear it. And so, dread, dreads would not look good on me. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get there with you, but um, <laughs> I don't know. There, there, maybe there's not enough extensions in the world. I don't think no, there, there definitely are not enough extensions in the world. Um, so... Okay, one, were you a good athlete? I was a mediocre athlete. Okay. Um, so I would say, in, in the easiest terms to say that is, you got 10 kids in class, I was probably either the fourth or fifth one picked on dodgeball, if that's an answer for you. Okay. Um, so in the, in the African-American or black community, how much did it suck to not be a good athlete? Shit. Um... <laughs> Let's just say, you know, pairing me against the rest of my culture, it's definitely that awkward moment where you're the white black kid. Um, I have no Caucasians in my family. It's just like the, hey, you're not the really black black kid. You're not the super athletic. Granted, if if we're doing just like running and racing, hey, you're, you're, you can keep up with most people. But if you're saying, hey, you're not the, the high-end basketball player, you're not the football player, you're just there, I would say in the easiest sense – if we're in a class, you know, multiracial class, all right, you pick the top athletes. Okay, now you got that average black guy, average white guy. I'd be picked above the average white guy. That's where I sat. Okay, got you. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad that you said that you were the white black guy because that actually ties into this next question. Um, do other black people look down on you because you don't speak with a stereotypical black dialect? So I will say more in the child realm, you know, like when I was younger, yeah, that was something out of, of adversary in my old, you know, adverse, oh, well, I can't even pronounce right now, but something in contention I had to deal with my old culture. My, um, 
you know, why are you different from everybody else kind of thing? And then you, and so, and I'll say, I'll say, hey, so, okay, so I go talk to other people in other cultures. They're like, okay, cool. You're accepted, but at the same time, you're not. You got that weird, like, you're awkward, like childish Gambino, except I'm not, you know, Jehovah. So at least I got that for me. Is he a Jehovah? Yeah, uh, his, his family is Jehovah. Um, though, though I don't know if he still practices or anything like that. Right. Yeah, that, that was one of the cool things about him. It's like, hey, you're the weird, awkward, dirty black guy, but, you know, I can relate to you. Right. Yeah, I, his character on Community was Jehovah, and they made fun of that a lot. I have a couple of friends even at work that are in the, I, you know what? Color, religion, right? You know, you know, race, everything gets picked on. Sometimes it's free game. Sometimes it's not. Hey, HR. Hey, I'm the good guy. Don't come at me later. When you see this video. <laughs> um, Do you want me to, t- I'm going to tag your, your business in it. Uh, I'm cool, going to tag your fun. company. Um, cool. um, so I only actually have a couple more questions left. Okay. Um, back to the hair. Okay. Does it piss you off that you have to shape it as opposed to style it? So um, unless I straighten my hair, um, let's just say that I'm very limited to how I do my hair compared to like some other other cultures and races. Now, granted, you'll you would never probably want to like the super curls that don't move anywhere kind of thing. Right. No. God no. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want that. Trust trust me. If we had hair like yours, um, I don't know. There'd be a lot more new styles and everything, but. <laughs> but I would say you get you get you know you're used to what you were born with kind of thing you know what I mean so when it comes to like cutting your hair fading and all that that's one thing but if I ever wanted to do something different with it like I have to go through so much chemicals to make you know something to happen to it it's almost a pain in the ass right like right now I'll tell you this right here I didn't put anything in my head because I know I'm gonna have my head set on for half the day so I was like okay hey nothing's in there but once we leave here, then I'm like, okay, here, let's go recondition my hair, oil it up, you know, make it so it's not as dry, so it doesn't fall out. And then I look like, you know, I don't know. I don't have as much hair as I do. Um, are barber shops as cool in real life as they look like in the movies and on TV? So if you go into a barber shop, um, of course, we're going to my community. But if you go in there like a Friday afternoon, a Saturday during the day kind of thing, it's usually, it's a very lively place. Um, they'll have the regular sports talk, the regular drama in the neighborhood talk. You know, just every kind of conversation you have. I'm not going to say it's as live as, let's say, like the barbershop movie. Right. Because, um, you know, that's, you know, the movie portion of it. But it is a place where you have a sense of community understanding. You know, the walls are usually down somewhat when you're there. And you're just, I mean, you're usually in a, community of your peers so you know that's how it is it's, it's lively but it ain't like crazy crazy so i actually just have one more question but before i ask it do you have any questions for me oh man um you went a lot nicer than i thought you were going granted i know it's a podcast so it's open to everybody yeah i did um, i did like again when i when i was making when i was compiling this list of questions there were uh all right, Jacob LaBelle wants to know in terms of catfish, uh, fillet or nugget? Catfish. Yeah, a fillet than a nugget, definitely. 
a fillet um, a fillet uh, before a nugget for catfish yeah yes um i mean you you why would you not want a catfish sandwich it's a valid I point mean, i mean it's it's beautiful right i mean catfish po boy was one of my favorite things to eat that's good that's good okay um but yeah when i was compiling this list of questions um there were people who were like, you're going too hard. And I was like, I don't know if I am or not. Cause I like, he and I are friends. Um, but, uh, I, I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I will say everything you asked me is in that politically okay area. Right. Uh, you know, so if you're looking at a political career, you know, just keeping the channel, you know, in a good pointed direction, you're there. You never crossed or even felt like you got near a, a dangerous area. No, not um, really. Like, I, 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 nobody, anybody that I was talking to, and I think this actually speaks a lot about it, is anybody that I was talking to about, hey, what should, you know, what question should I ask? I don't mm-hmm. think anybody wanted to breach it. Nobody okay. wanted to, like, come close to that. And I did come up with a couple of questions that I thought of, and then I was like, man, that might, uh, that might be too far. Like, you know, Black people are twelve percent of America. Uh, why do they comprise of so much of the violent crime rate? I thought about asking stuff like that, but then I thought, um, but then I was like, no, because there's multiple reasons for that. You you've got the uh, you've got uh, militarized police. You've got uh, private prisons. You've got um, racism still exists today. Like, I'm not going to deny that that happens. So I was like, I'm not even going to get into that because it's a rabbit hole. That's going to take the, that would by itself take the whole night. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But Casey Neff wants to know what's the worst question you've ever been asked about being black. Oh man. Um, probably the catfish one. That was pretty weird, but okay. (laughs) Either that, yeah, that or then, you know, Casey Neff thinking that it was, um, Chitlins were chicken feet. That was none too. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, somebody, um, somebody else has collards, turnips, or spinach. Collards easily, collards. right? That's like not even a question. <laughs> I don't know why that was brought up, but no, collard greens. Um, you know, definitely. Um, spinach would be second. Turnips. I can't believe turnips were brought up in that situation, but hey, um, everyone's got their thing. Um, you want if I ask you a question? Yeah. Washcloths. I'm surprised I didn't get asked that when I asked you that. Um, do you use a washcloth and a towel? Do I use a washcloth and a towel? Yes. Or easiest way to, to say this, if you don't own a loofah, let's say you use a bar of soap, how do you wash yourself with a bar of soap? Um, if I With a bar of soap. Um, if I'm going to wash myself with a bar of soap, I take the soap in my hand and I rub it uh, all over my body um, and let the shower water just wash it off. So this is a very fun thing that I kind of learned. I thought I knew a lot about it, but the military, they kind of issue you washcloths, so I never thought about that. But, you know, in the workplace, I got asked that one day, Chris, do you use washcloths? And I'm like, well, definitely. Why Why do you not? And you're, And, you know, just to focus on that, you're like a washcloth question mark. Yeah. Usually the black community, we use those. Um, okay. You know, we, we so, lather up the cloth itself and then wash your body. Okay. So you kind of use it kind of as a loofah. 
Yes, like a loofah. Because you don't want to put the um, bar of soap on your asshole or on your balls when that's going to come right back. Right. Now, granted, now granted, you're going to, you know, the defense to that is, well, the soap is clean and you just wipe the soap off in the water and everything's good to go. Right. Theoretically, yes. And the same thing with the washcloth, you would do the same thing. It was just a fun contention point of, you know, hey, have you ever used one before? No, I, I'm, and yes, I have. Like, uh, it's, I've mainly for my face, but, uh, mm-hmm. mainly for my face, uh, mainly for, um, more, more specifically my eyes than okay. anything else. Um, but not, not really. Uh, okay. I've never really seen the point and I don't wash my face that much because anytime I did, I started breaking out. So I stopped. So I was like, okay, just don't wash your face. You're going to be fine. <laughs> so no, that was the question I was actually, I'm like, okay, I'm worried. This is one of those that's going to automatically be asked. No, surprise. No. Yeah. No, I, I had no idea about the washcloth thing. And in fact, the only people I've ever really known to use the washcloth, uh, on a regular basis are any white southern person so that's why it didn't even occur to me that that may be a uh, black community thing at least down here um if if you got anyone that's not from here and and up north then you let us know but that's what i'm used to okay fair um any other questions for me before i get to my final oh man he's got a final i do um no i actually just came here for to be the target on the firing range, I didn't plan for return fire. So no, that's uh... a <laughs> YouTube user forgotten man says I like a bar of soap on my balls, um, and I get that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's soothing. Um, this doesn't really have to do with you as okay. a black person. This has more to do with you as a marine. Got it. Yeah. What color crayon tastes best? Grape. Grape. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I got I to gotta throw the marine jokes in there. You got you to gotta roll with those punches. Right. I was going to pepper it with a lot more, but I didn't want people to conflate, like, me asking you questions about being, about being black with me making fun of you about being a marine. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but I always, that's my um, cop-out answer every time I hear, hey, what flavor crayon is? Just grape. 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 I'm not, it's not a color, but, but just say grape. And right. they're like, bam, I got you. They understand. Um, while I'm here, shameless plug. Some of my friends, cough, cough, Casey Neff and some people, promised me a crayon birthday cake last year. Failed at that. Wow. I'm expecting, I'm expecting that next year. Wow. I can't believe Casey Neff would fail at something like that. Hey, you know, you know. Uh, and my actual final, final question. Do you want to go to grassroots in a little bit? Um, you know, it's only nine o'clock. So it's only nine o'clock and I know you got this week off. Yeah, let's go. I'll meet you there. All right. So, um, Casey Neth just sent three sad faces about that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on. Uh, if you have anything to pitch, I don't know if you have anything to pitch or not, but if you do, now's your time besides the birthday cake. Um, things to pitch. Um, hey, we're St. Pete. Every Kava bar is usually awesome. Visit them, support local businesses. Um, definitely do that. Taxation stuff. Um, I, I can go list, I can go on and on and on. Tip people in cash so that way they don't get taxed on it. 
and um, just be happy. Life life doesn't suck as bad as you might think it does. And that is so much better than what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So uh, what are, I'm going to do the closing, and then uh, I got to play the song, and then afterwards we you can hang out for a second, or we can uh, just meet up at Grassroots. It's really up to you. Um, but to everybody else, tune in tomorrow for an all new episode of Mr. America: The Bearded Truth with Mr. Jason Lyons. Jason Lyon, no S on the end of that. And then I automatically want to put that there. And then there's a chance that we have an episode this weekend at some point. Um, not a hundred percent sure on that, but I think that that is something that could be going on this weekend. And then next Monday we have Mr. Murica, the bearded truth starting off our week with an all new week of muddied waters media with an all new, uh, episode of Mr. Murica, the bearded truth an all new episode of muddied waters of freedom an all new episode of my fellow Americans and an all new episode of the writer's block with the week to end again with Mr. Murica, the bearded truth. So tune in to all of that. If you're wondering on where you can find us, if you're watching us on Facebook and you're like, where else can I find you? Because Facebook apparently sucks because they just shut down for an entire day. Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash muddied waters of freedom. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. You can find us on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom or on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. And you can find this in every other episode at muddied waters of freedom.com. Have yourselves just the best weekend, the best weekend and week and life uh, that you can possibly imagine. And uh, we'll see you next week. I am. I am. I am swinging from a seven-story window. Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. It's a stunning Yeah.